Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, because it's important. Today, I want to talk about a couple of things. First of all, I want to talk about being polite. You know, sometimes we see how very, very polite we are to people in the supermarket or at the gas station, and we're super friendly to them, but when we get home, sometimes we're not very polite to the ones we love, the ones we're closest to. So if you ever lived in a small trailer, I promise you would learn to be polite. (laughs) I speak from experience, as you may know. We had our family of five in a 40-foot fifth-wheel trailer for a good while, And we learned the best word that we had was, excuse me, please. Because if we wanted something from the refrigerator, someone had to move. Excuse me, please. If we needed to get clothes out of the cubbyhole, someone was probably sitting on the top of it. And we had to say, excuse me, please. Well, those years did teach us to be polite. It kind of made us crazy. But in a lot of ways, it was very important. And so today I want to talk about just being polite in your homes. Life is pretty short, you know, sometimes. You don't have a promise of tomorrow. And I know there's stress in the world and there's stress in our families and we have problems that we have to rise above and all that. But you know, really... How much extra time does it say need does it need to take to say excuse me please or thank you or please pass the butter or how was your day just softening the tone of our voices and giving eye contact to the ones we love really can go miles into making life better for everyone so anyway I wanted to say that And I also wanted to talk about how every man, at least most of them, can be compared to a rubber band. Yeah, you can laugh, and it's not original, but I think it's really significant. You know, our men folk, they specialize in holding things together, just like a rubber band. And sometimes when you're wanting that rubber band to hold tight, you can pull on it and twist it and put it back around and it'll still stay strong. A lot of men are that way. They can get all kinds of pressure from work and all kinds of pressure at the home, but they'll just stay strong and hold it together. That's respectful, don't you think? I do. I think. But there's another significant thing about rubber bands. And men, you can only pull them so far. And if you pull them extra hard and put too much pressure on them, guess what? Yep, they snap. And sometimes when they snap, they come back hard on whoever was hanging on to them. Yeah, think about that, ladies and kids. Think about that. Some of you sisters who have brothers, don't push them so much. They have a snapping point. We women, we have a little bit more tolerance, I think, probably, because God designed us to have babies and put up with kids and 
all that. I think that we really don't have the same sort of breaking points that, uh, that some of our good men do. And so I just exhort you ladies and sisters, give you guys some space, you know? Men were made to be warriors, right? That's their purpose. And you back a guy into a corner and he's going to come out fighting. And really, he's meant to protect you, not fight you. So back off and don't pull that rubber band so tight that it snaps. Or worse, have you ever seen a rubber band that was overused and it wouldn't even hold anything together anymore? Guys are like that sometimes too. They need some downtime. They need a quiet place at least once a day where they can take some deep breaths, regroup, tighten themselves back up, and hit it again at a dead run. And it's up to us ladies, sisters, wives, it's up to us to provide that. You know, it says every man's house is his castle. Well, if we're going to treat our guys like kings, we need to give them their space, space to be quiet, at least for a little while. And you know, here's another thought. Give them a space to put their stuff. You know, we ladies, we like things a certain way with lace and frills and fluffy things around. And, you know, a guy needs to come in from work and have a place where he can just put his stuff and then not have it messed with. That's really important. Keep that rubber band strong and functioning right and holding things together. You got to treat it right. You got to treat your guy right, your brother, your husband, your friend. Give the guys time to relax and regroup. So that's my lecture for today. Be polite, love one another, and remember, most men are like rubber bands. You don't want them to snap on you, that's for sure. And I said all this for one particular reason, because because it's important. That's why. So stay tuned. It won't be so long next time before I feel inspired, but I hope this has been a blessing to you. And I hope that you have a wonderful day. It's been a while, but I have something that is important. I want to share. The title is The Trouble with Good Men, The Fear Factor. So in most households that are relatively functional, the mother is the primary teacher and disciplinarian. The first object of love and attention for the newborn is mommy's face. The first sounds the baby hears and recognizes is the mother's heartbeat and her voice. Yes, moms have a huge responsibility that only too often goes to another when women leave their babies with caregivers. This is a subject for another day though, however. Today, let's talk about good men and the troubles that can arise. Enter baby boy, tiny, precious, and easy to adore. His little fingers play with her hair, and his fresh and open eyes gaze forever deeply into the eyes of his mom. Soon he smiles and immediately recognizes her boundless joy. He has the power to make her happy with just a smile or a well-timed little gurgle. 
even though his first words may be Dada, his mommy is truly his first love. She holds him, she rocks, she feeds, she cleans, she smiles, and maybe even sings to him. And all at once, all is well in his little soul because his mommy is happy. Science tells us that a person's character and personality is completely formed in the first six years of life. The input from loving mothers, or even not loving mothers, can make or break that child's future. For little boys especially, the love of mother is so important. All he wants those first few years is to see her smile and know he has contributed to her happiness. All he desires is to please her, his first and lasting love. Then he spills something. He falls and he cries hard and mom is not happy. He's afraid. He's made a mistake. He's hurt his first love and he feels horrible inside. Then he turns two and the terrible years really begin to unfold. Mom's nerves are on edge, and he feels like he's just in her way. More and more days are spent away from his first love as mom retreats to find some peace and quiet. He feels like it's all his fault for being a bad little boy, and fear that she will be gone forever grips his little lonely heart. Maybe if he makes her a pretty picture, or learns his colors or how to count. She will smile in his direction once again, and he will heal inside. Every fiber of his little being, every waking moment, his deepest desire is to please her, to see her smile at him and know once again that he is loved and that he has made her happy. Time with dad and siblings, if they're available, help to sort of buffer the intensity that this little boy feels. But under the surface of each 24 hours, the inborn drive to make his mommy happy surfaces and survives and boils, drives him. It's all that is important in his little life. Here's a note to my hearers, my listeners right now. If you're a mommy's little boy, be mindful of how you live and how you treat your little darling, because it matters. So through all the years, this boy grows and learns to cope with life and others. He still has his first love tucked inside his heart and his longing to please her never diminishes. Remember this writing is predicated upon the relatively functional family unit. Children raised with daycare or absent parents or children that are abused or hurt deeply in those early years or even in later years, they have a whole complex psyche to wrestle with them. Counseling is recommended. But back to our model of the good man, good little boy, grown into the good man. Well, teenage years hit and girls suddenly become very interesting creatures. Hormones begin to flood the brain and desires rise. But one special girl stands out. Our good little boy, man, keeps himself and chooses his bride. Yes, he lo- and th- yes, and then he leaves his father and his mother 
and he bonds with his new first love, his wife. This is God's plan, and it really is marvelous. Inside every man, however, hides a little boy afraid of making a mistake. A little boy gripped by fear that his love will leave and not return. Deep inside, there is a little boy longing for the smile of approval, the happy little laugh and warm embrace of his love. The wise wife, without mothering him, will respect his inborn need to please and will assure him daily of her joy and approval of him as her provider, her friend, her protector, and her love. So the trouble with good men is that deep inside they're afraid of women, afraid that they'll show displeasure or corrections. They retreat to their work or to the golf course as often as they can to avoid the sharp eyes of scorn they so deeply fear. Sometimes their fear even drives them into sin, compounding that fear of disapproval even more. Ladies, please don't criticize him. Please recognize your power for good or ill in your family and your marriage. Respect and honor the love of your life by letting him talk and rest and enjoy your approving smile. Laugh and relax and sing and be happy. Rock the little boy inside and hold him close. Look deeply into his eyes and smile often and let him know how grateful you are and how he pleases you. After all, wouldn't you want your little boy to have a love like that? So that's my exhortation for today and I share it with you for one particular reason and you know what that is because it's important. Have a great day. Be sweet. Say your prayers.